0: Welcome to the Founders for Good podcast hosted by myself, Craig Turner. Join me as I speak to the most inspirational founders of four good startups, the people that are leading the way when it comes to solving the world's most pressing issues. I explore their journey as founders and their best kept secrets on how to grow a four good startup and how to hire top people. My hope is that this will inspire you to be part of the solution and do your bit in making the world a better place. Thanks for tuning in to the Founders for Good podcast. Alex Price is CTO and co-founder of Ecology, a company I've been a fan of for years. Alex saw a unique opportunity when he co-founded the business to combine his passion for climate activism with technology. Ecology makes positive climate action simple and affordable for everyone, both individuals and businesses all over the world. They calculate their carbon footprint and use their money to fund reforestation and carbon reduction projects around the planet, providing people with real-time updates on their impact. So, for as little as £5 a month, the person can offset their carbon footprint with ecology. In this episode, Alex chats with us about the current state of climate change, how we all play a part in solving it, making climate action affordable to everyone, scaling an impact business, and a lot more. Hey Alex, thanks for chatting with me today. How are you doing? I'm very good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So I always like to start with the same thing, like chatting to the guests just a little bit about their background. So I just wondered if you could give a little overview of uh, yeah your backgrounds and like any events or experiences that led you to working in the climate space. Yeah. Um, I guess
1: there's two, two passions of mine that have kind of come together with ecology, which is really nice. So I've been technical, you know, websites. Software since I was 14. I've been hustling away, you know, doing that kind of stuff, entrepreneurial mindset type, you know, for, for as long as I can remember. And then probably about five or six years ago, I got into climate activism and was part of Extinction Rebellion for a long time and, and, you know, part of the protests, um, multiple years ago. And then, uh, Elliot, who's the, one of the other founders of ecology approached me and, and knew, knew about my Mac, about my backgrounds and um, and told me about his idea for ecology and and I was all in. You know, I would kind of built my life around a- allowing myself to take these opportunities when they came. Like I, I'd always been building companies and designing my lifestyle so that I could take opportunities as they came. And this was definitely one that I wanted to uh, to jump on when Elliot told me about it
0: definitely um before we do talk about ecology specifically though like always like to spend some time chatting to the guests about like the, the problem space that they operate within so talking to you about the climate crisis and i'd hope everyone would know this stuff anyway especially the listeners to this show but just to recap like what is the current state of climate the climate crisis and like if we don't all start taking action as either individuals and or businesses like wh- where is that going to leave us there's a, a common kind of phrase at the moment, which is that the
1: climate crisis is the biggest problem of our generation. And I, I don't think that under exit, to be honest, you know, this is when you, when you look into it and you understand the science, we really don't have many years to act and to, and to change, you know, with by the time 2050 comes along, the world is going to look drastically different if we don't uh, reduce our carbon emissions and, and. You know, transfer to our renewables um, for our energy. There's a a kind of an understanding that in the global south, that the sea levels will be rising, all of those islands will, will be going underwater. There'll be a mass migration, water shortages from polluted waters, and 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 uh, you know, it's there's going to be a, yeah, a drastic shift in in the world um, if you know if we don't sort it out real soon. So there's a there's a lot we can do as individuals but um you know there's a there's a big emphasis on on businesses as well and as well with governments and and making sure that they're supporting and putting initiatives in place to help uh subsidize transitions to renewables and changing the energy balance of the grid but also distributing that technology across the world and i think that's something that doesn't really get talked about much you know the west has a lot of technology and a lot of uh, access to that technology and and the east not so much you know and i think uh because of the way that the timeline of modern history has gone we need to sort of open source all of that technology and and let the east kind of catch up with with some of the stuff and and you know don't get me wrong that some of the east countries are doing incredible stuff and and really investing a lot of money into renewables and and climate projects but there's still a, a lack of technology available i think that we could open source in in some way i think that'd be an, an amazing
0: achievement Definitely. And to talk about, I guess, like it's a really complex problem. We need to be attacking it on on all levels. In terms of where the world is today and where you think what will have the, the biggest impact, like do you think it is change on a government level? Is it more about actually businesses starting to step up and taking more responsibility? Is it still actually more in the individuals and that's that's where the scale of change will come from?
1: It's a really good question. Um, my climate activism the part of me that you know wearing my climate activist hat i'd love to say it's all down to the governments and and local authorities to incentivize and and put in legislation that makes change mandatory but having with the success of ecology we've had access to talk to people in parliament and and government people uh, government people there and it's going to be slow <laughs> you know um there are other other countries especially some of the um Scandinavian countries that have done amazing stuff in government and put in legislation to really incentivize these changes. But in Britain, especially, it seems to be pretty slow going. So country by country, depending on how quickly they can move the needle, you know, I think businesses have the biggest opportunity to drive the change. And I I think that's, that's become a really, it's become really obvious to me with ecology that businesses have the the biggest power and the most amount of money frankly to 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 put towards this problem as an individual you do have a say and you you know Every, every pound you spend is a vote. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of well documented, but as one, as one person, you know, one, even a thousand people, one business could have more carbon emissions than you. So if they, if they make the change, then they are, they're going to have a bigger impact quicker than all like trying to convince the whole population to, to make small changes. And it's really difficult as an individual to, you know, if you, especially if you've got families, you know, if you don't have much money, it's really hard to make changes to your lifestyle and they feel like sacrifices often. And so I, I think the emphasis should be. At least right now, probably from now until twenty thirty, I'd say emphasis should be on government and business, and everything that an individual can do will feel great and and it does make a difference. You know, it does add up. Ecology has a really strong message around collective action, um, and we and we believe that small changes across a whole population can have really big change. But in the really short term, and and that's how we have to think right now because we don't have many years. The the businesses and the governments, you know, they need to really act. You know, before twenty thirty to to really. Uh, to have a big dent, you know, and, and make a statement, I think.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. And um, you know, in terms of how either individuals individuals or businesses can go about doing their part in, in, in impacting climate change, to talk about the two areas that ecology specifically focus on, which is like reforestation or tree planting, as well as like carbon reduction projects. Why, I guess, why do you focus on those two? Why, why are they such an important part of the solution?
1: Yeah. Um
0: so the
1: the core the, the founding principle of ecology was that affordable climate action is available and if we build a platform that enables everyone to have access to it then we can have a big change we can we can instigate a big change. And so reforestation in non uh, non densely populated countries we'll put it that way is is fairly cheap to plant a tree in the uk is about anywhere between 10 and 100 times more expensive than to plant one in somewhere like madagascar so we often so we, we found access to these cheaper reforestation projects that we have like vetted and you know they're, they're super reliable so we have that and then we have the carbon projects that again depending on how you like who you connect with and and the type of projects that you come back can also be super affordable so we we tried to couple both of those things and put them in a platform that makes it really easy and enjoyable and kind of gamified to use with the new project um, called ecology zero we're Automating the carbon analytics for businesses, so we're allowing them to see all of their carbon emissions on a transaction by tra- transaction basis when you hook up your accounting platform. And the goal with that is to instigate huge reductions in business carbon emissions. So as I mentioned earlier, I think businesses have a big opportunity here, and if we can affect supply chain and and minimize that and take that to net zero, we'll have a huge huge impact. And so at Ecology, we kind of have this um, calculate, fund, reduce, educate. Like mantra and I think I got the order wrong, but you know, the, the reductions is a huge part of it. And so we have, we have funding, which is the, the tree planting and the, and the carbon projects. And we're, we're soon to introduce, uh, wildflower projects and other, um, non carbon, but climate related projects. And so we think that the funding of those things is really valuable and essential for, for all businesses and individuals. But we're also putting a massive focus on reducing existing supply chain emissions so we're we're trying to attack it from all angles and it's so it's not just like pouring money into um, east asian countries and and like funding trees there you know that that is a part of it and i think everyone understands the value of trees and and we use trees as a as a big part of the value exchange for ecology you know that they're attractive and you can tell a story about them and on an ecology profile you can see your tree grow every month once you've planted it in it, uh, and it changes over time, so they they definitely have a place. But there's a there's huge emphasis
0: right now um, within ecology about reducing business emissions. Got it, got it. And and I was gonna say like when I try and strip back, yeah, you know, how we solve the problem to to the most simplest way I think about it in two ways. Like what is reducing, cutting down all of the activities that create greenhouse gas emissions and then secondly it's it's like increasing our planet's capacity to cope with co2 which is which is reforestation and, and what i like about ecology is like you, you're focusing on both not just one um on the business emission side um you mentioned obviously businesses have a uh, considerably larger footprint than than people like typically where, where are you seeing the like the large emissions coming from and, and where is that in the supply chain um i mean it really It really
1: varies business to business. Um and I think we'll be able to have more data on this probably this time next year when Ecology Zero is fully established. We've we've only just onboarded our first few customers. We're in a in a quite a strict closed beta. We have a big waiting list, but we're, you know, we're onboarding people quite selectively. Um there's definitely emissions associated with transport. Um, you know, that's that's kind of obvious. Um the Like web hosting as well tends to be quite a big emitter if you don't have a a green web host. So, um, that's kind of, that's been quite an interesting insight. Um, but yeah, I think I'll be able to give you a, a better answer, uh, this time next year when we've done some proper analysis on, um, on like all of the businesses that will be on board.
0: So, um, yeah um so you you explain what ecology does um if i can take you back to the early early days like could you talk through like what what was like v what what was the initial concepts for ecology and and also what did like the team resources funding look like at, at the start
1: mm, yeah um so elliot and lucy are husband and wife and lucy's an incredible designer and elliot's a, a really talented uh, entrepreneur and, and technical person too um so he knew that he he wanted to be CEO, you know, he, it was his idea and his kind of vision. And he got me on as the technical uh, founder because I was big into building products from the ground up. And um, that was what I've been doing for the last 10 years before we started Ecology. So it was us three. The, the core initial idea was consumer product so we didn't have a, we didn't have eyes on the businesses just then and collective action was the was the mantra back then so it was pocket change and rounding errors of of money you know small amounts of money less than 5 pounds a month on a massive scale will will have incredible impact and if we can, if we can take, you know, let's say Spotify levels of success or Netflix levels of success, and we apply that to climate impact, then we could have a completely planet changing impact. Right. So that was the, that was the original idea. It was just us three for the first six months. We, uh, we got some, we were really lucky in, in that. We had some early advisors that came on board and, and helped us um, make connections. And we had a, a tiny bit of angel investment early on to, to keep us going and to make our few, first few hires. Then we did a seed round and a, we've done a crowdfund and now we're, we're looking into our series A in the next few months. So it's, it's been quite a journey. Like we're now at 80, 80-ish employees and. That transition, like over the last six months, we've transitioned more to focus on businesses because we've seen that they have the appetite and the potential impact. So I think we introduced the first business product probably six months after launch. We had like individuals signing up and they were loving it. And then people saying, Oh, I'd love, I'd love one of these for my business. Right. So um, we introduced the climate positive workforce concept. And that's where each individual within a company has their carbon emissions offset. So we, we wanted to make it as simple as possible. And all of our competitors were doing complex calculators, you know, fill in this form for the, for half an hour and we'll, we'll estimate your emissions. And it was an estimation. At best, you know, most of the time it's a complete guess. So we thought we're going to take all of that out of the picture and we're going to use the industry. Sorry, the, the, the human average emissions for each country. So wherever you are, if you're in the US or the UK or, or Australia, we find the average emissions for a human in that, in, in that country. And then if you have 10 employees, you pay 10 times that. And, and, and that's, that's deemed, you know, super successful and, and people really love it. Um, we then introduced an API. So you could automate your tree planting and carbon project funding, and we have a Shopify plugin, so if you have an e-commerce store, you can automate your uh, climate impact that way too. And all of that stuff gets put onto the Ecology Public Profile. So every business and individual has a public profile, and it displays how long they've been a member, how many trees they've funded, how many carbon projects they've funded, and then some kind of equivalents. So you know it might be the equivalent of a hundred flights, you know, if they've done a lot of offsetting. So it the, the kind of product has evolved over time. We've added gamification in terms of badges and dashboards. And um, and now we're building Ecology Zero, as I mentioned earlier, which is going to be a completely new product for Ecology and allow businesses to really get granular with their carbon accounting. The difference being that we're going to do it completely automated and in real time. So businesses will have a, you know, keeping that simple, the idea of keeping it really simple, we're we're making it basically effortless for a company to uh, reconcile their transactions and, and get carbon estimations for each line item. And then we can group those in categories and say, look, your highest emitting sector is... What you spend on Amazon, right? Like it, because it, it might not be what you think. And so that will allow the business to make change and to reduce their carbon emissions. And we have a mechanic uh, in the works that allows people to uh, onboard their uh, supply chain too. So if you use a, a, a local distributor for your product, you're not going to know the emissions of that company. So for every mile that they drive your products, we have to estimate the carbon emissions for that. If you can onboard them onto ecology zero and actually their carbon footprint is half of what the estimation is then your emissions for that line item half too and so there's this really nice cascading effect of carbon emissions reductions through through supply chain and um the goal is to to onboard many people and many kind of trees of supply chain into ecology zero so that everyone has transparency from top to bottom of where their emissions are allowing them to make really smart
0: decisions about reductions yeah oh it's it's super interesting and and like you said i think like the best products is it's simple. It's really affordable and it, it looks great. Like I've been a, a ecology customer on my business house for a couple of years now and the, the impact page is, is phenomenal. Um, just the way it looks, uh, and also how it quite clearly tells you like the impact you're having as a business as well. Is that, is that down to you mentioned that the, one of the co-founders is, is a very talented designer or has that been some help from like an external design agency that's got you to the point of, of what it looks like now? Yeah. it's I, I
1: have to. You know, take my hat off to Lucy. All of the illustration, all of the design, all of the brand is all hers. And you know, it, ecology would definitely not be where it is without that. That's right. something I've learned. You know, a very clear learning for me personally, having done a bunch of businesses before ecology, and never, never really investing in the brand, never really investing in the way it looked. Like I'm not so bad that it looked. You know, that my previous companies looked terrible. But Lucy's style and the way that she built a coherent brand has really accelerated ecology I think and really made it accessible and you know and now we have a whole team uh, of of designers and, and creatives that you know are building videos and and content and and it, I think it's 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 that focus on brand and and style that have allowed it to be just so accessible like for people to learn about the trees learn about the carbon projects they're funding and and to make that engaging And and
0: I think that's what makes the product really fun to use Hundred percent. I think. I think it's also very iconic as well. Like, once you once you um, see that brand, you see exactly how it looks. And, then, then that that instant, um, like, it's instantly recognised. So, if I see an ecology advert now, or see something like I know that's ecology. Um, so, I think that's what also comes from having like a really really strong brand. Um, You've touched on quite a few things I actually was going to ask. So I'm going to skip to um, talk about the revenue model because it's worth pointing out the ecology isn't uh, isn't a charity. Like a lot of businesses that I speak to, it's a for-purpose and for-profit business. Can you explain like how how do you make money? What what is the revenue model? Yeah, sure. So um, this is at the very beginning,
1: you know, when Elliot approached me about the idea, it was was the first big discussion we had. It's like, okay, do we go charity or do we go for profit? And we decided that. The, the scaling opportunities that come with for profit businesses and the the ramp up time that you need as a charity like would it, it just it made it quite clear to us that we had to go all in on like uh, a mission driven for profit business model and in the early stages we got a lot of questions around like why aren't you guys a charity like where's your registered charity number and all this kind of stuff and um and i, I don't think many businesses or, or, or competitors were being so so like concrete in their, in their approach, like we, we really decided that this was the way that it was going to work. And we were super transparent about it from day one. We you know we posted all of our financials, like our board minutes, you know, as much as we can publish, we published and the revenue model was always 15% maximum of, of impact, uh, revenue. So for every pound a customer spends, we take 15 P and with ecology zero, there's going to be a slightly different business model. It's more of a traditional SaaS model. And for businesses, the, uh, operational margin is slightly more because there's, there's more of a value exchange there, but it hasn't really changed since day one. It was always this like really transparent, really honest, like this is what it takes to, to run the business. And we always believed that as we grew, it would become less of a big deal that we, we have to, you know, we have, we do have operating margins, you know, with 80 people on board, like it's clear that there's something going on. (laughs) There's, there's, uh, there's, uh, there's operating costs for sure. So um, but it also was, we knew that we, we can't go, we couldn't grow organically. We couldn't bootstrap it because the problem was too dear, right? The, if we, let's say 2040 is, is the goal, right? Ecology's big hairy audacious goal. I'm air quoting for those on audio. Big hairy audacious goal is to half of global greenhouse emissions by 2040. That's a, that's a hugely ambitious goal. And, um, we knew that to do that, we have to ramp up really, really fast. And so we said, okay, we're going to be, we're going to try and be as, As transparent as possible you know we're b corp with top five percent b corp um you know we we just got that award last month that was really great and we're going to we're going to take on investment you know we're going to run it like a real business we're going to be for profit add like generate generate value generate value to the investors and you know we we definitely knew that we were going to be very picky about our investors as well and that and we've been really lucky to have some incredible investors that have supported us on the journey so far and um They've given us real flexibility and they haven't, they haven't forced us to change our margins. They haven't forced us to make more money. You know, it's, it's always been about the impact and, and, um, internally we talk about climate impact. Like that's our, that's our core KPI. Um, and like revenue is just kind of cu- tightly coupled, but, um, you know, it's, it's always impact first. And, um, and I, and I really like that. And I think, you know, the people, the employees that w- work for us are, they really value that, you know, talking about that every day.
0: If you're listening and thinking, I'd love to work for a company like this, then you need to go to www.jobsforgood.io, where they have the best jobs in four good companies. From climate change to social impact to green transport, you will be able to find the perfect job for you. Trust me. Check it out www.jobsforgood.io. Now back to the podcast. Yeah, no, I love it. And and, yeah, that's what I hope becomes the normal business model is for purpose and for profit for all the reasons that you just discussed. Um, One thing I guess about running a business like Ecology is that you're, I guess, even more under the spotlight in terms of scrutiny and and how the business is run. And uh, I guess like the term right now that's very hot on consumers minds is like greenwashing um so kind of things like accountability and transparency need to be absolute core to the business which to be fair whenever you go on ecology website is everywhere and everything is explained but would you be able to go into a bit more detail about like how you are making sure that you are operating to like the highest standards and what you're doing i've got a couple couple of things come to mind so hopefully i can
1: not forget them the first one is that we have a climate committee so we have a i can't remember how many people are on there quite a few but that was uh, an open application for anyone to apply to to be on this committee. Um, and all of our new climate projects um, go through the committee. And, and Sam Jackson, who's our head of impact, does an incredible job of vetting all of the projects. And, and then the climate committee makes sure that his work has, um, has been done properly. And we also put a heavy emphasis in in the early days and, and, and still now on the UN The sustainable development goals. Um, so every project that we fund has, uh, up to 12 different, these co benefits. So it might be like, um, funding young girls in education, might be access to clean water. And so our money isn't just going towards some random carbon offset project or some random tree project that, you know, will get chopped down next year. Like everything is super transparent, super vetted. And that was, we knew that we had to do that from day one. So, yeah, I'm really proud of all the work that the team has done uh, building that. Yeah, so again, that's another thing um, that Sam Jackson and, and his team um, is, has been really focused on, like making sure that we only use the highest standard carbon projects. Um, and and also like now that we have local tree planting partners, you know, making sure that they're held to the highest standard as well. Um, because of COVID, we weren't, avail- we weren't really... Um, Able to go and visit a lot of the projects that were overseas, but we um, now that, that like that seems to be uh, mostly un, uh, <laughs> under wraps. Then you know we're we're starting to uh, to venture out and go and visit these projects and take our own footage, make sure that everything is verified for ourselves. Um, we're also investigating using satellite imagery to to
0: track our projects from from the skies, uh, which is super exciting. Cool, and and you mentioned earlier obviously that you had a couple of funding rounds last year, um, like a seed investment and then a, a crowdfunding round as well. Um, two questions for me on it. Uh, number one is like, how come you had kind of two investment rounds fairly close to one another within the space of like I think seven or eight months? And secondly, like, what has that money been used for? What's what's that enabled the business to do? Yeah, I
1: mean, and the next the next round will will be with less than a year, you know, since since the crowdfund. So you know, we are with we're, we're fundraising really quickly and. Um, you know, most of that has gone into hiring. Some of it has gone into uh, marketing. We've done a few big campaigns over the last few, uh, couple of years, and you know, it's kind of a cliche term, but scale scale it costs money, right? Like to to hire good people, you need to pay them the market rate for developers and 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 good marketers is going up and up and up. As a recruiter, I'm sure you you see that all the time, and just getting the word out there. You know, that's like digital marketing is is tough. We we've now gone into real world marketing. We had our first kind of out of home campaign um, we've done a big campaign with sky to get our ads on the tv um, so the investment goes to growing the team and spreading the word um, we don't spend any of the investment money on actual climate impact and that was a really important decision for us you know it was because of the we wanted to keep the, the business bit in business land and the, imp, the impact bit in impact land And I, I, I don't know if that makes sense but like every every pound of impact every every tree every ton of co2 has been funded by the community and that allows us to have a really clear like one to one mapping of that and so the the mission has always been to scale the business as fast as possible and to create the biggest recurring impact possible you know we're taking that traditional saas model of revenue per month and then putting that into predictable impact models so we know that every month we're gonna have X amount of revenue from our subscribers. That allows us to fund this project back this month, this project next month. And it gives us a really, yeah, predictable way to 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 grow and to scale. And and the investors like that too, right? So they can see that you're growing on a on a curve and you know, anyone that's listening to this has probably seen the kind of exponential hockey stick growth that that all businesses are looking for. And yeah, that's that's the goal. You know, if we can if we can increase at that scale, then we'll be exponentially Doing more impact, and exponentially, you know, making more money and, and growing, um, you know, for everyone involved. So, you know, we'll, we're, I'm sure we'll touch on, on the benefits of of impact driven and, and full for, uh, for mission businesses. But the like is it's a win win for all, right? And as long as you do it in a in a really clear and transparent way, then I think that's it's the best model.
0: Definitely. And, and looking forward. Um, now you mentioned obviously some things you're working on moment, which is like ecology 0 like getting that off the ground and next like year growing the teams investing more in like different marketing channels are there any other big milestones or like goals for the next year or two ecology 0 is definitely uh a kind
1: of core focus. There's definitely some marketing campaigns. You know, there's, there's the COP conference that happens every year and there's Earth Day that happens earlier in the year. So those are our kind of big milestones. In the last few years, we've had a big push around Christmas for, in terms of like gifting and, you know, trying to, trying to have a sustainable, uh, gifting proposition. Um, you know, there's, you know, <laughs> most people will be aware of a lot of the stuff that gets bought around Christmas and, um, and, you know, we're trying to create a message around doing something a bit more sustainable um so there's a couple of milestones across the year but it's it's mostly just you know growing growing every day and, and trying to do more of the stuff on a daily
0: basis because that's that's the kind of compound interest that we need to have and and, and with the customer growth like, are you predominantly like, is it still like a very uk-centric customer base where you now starting to actually be like a, is, is a global customer base you have or is some of that focus on growing more globally and outside of the uk
1: yeah, um, mostly I think it's over fifty percent of customers are in the UK, but and then sort of the other fifty percent will be distributed across all the other countries. So we've just opened up our first uh, office in the US. So we've got a couple of employees in the US now, and that's that's with the mission of of increasing our presence in the US. It's a very different market, uh, very different type of communication. Different sort of skepticism and, and priorities in the US, but you know we're really hoping that we can have a big impact there. We've also got you know a, a big presence in Europe and all of the kind of English-speaking, whether it's first or second language countries. Um, yeah, but we definitely, as you mentioned, the investment is definitely to, to grow, go globally. You know, we we believe we have the brand to be globally recognised and, and the mission and the and and the product ultimately.
0: Uh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, And then to chat a little bit about your kind of more personal journey as a a co-founder of the business, um, I know you mentioned earlier that kind of Elliot reached out and told you about it and you were like, you know, I need to take this opportunity. Had you known Elliot for long or had you really just got to know him just before you joined when this conversation started? So we
1: were actually working from the same co-working space in Bristol and that was three years ago. Um, You know, it it was classic kind of friendly, you know, we'd been out for a few drinks at, you know, and, you know, we knew each other fairly well. And I think it was through the, through that kind of, it was, we were close enough for him to, to trust me and to, to bring me on, but not so close that it was like working with your best mate, you know, that's always feels a bit risky. And you don't, you know, you don't want to risk that friendship just for, for a business idea that you, you know, you don't know where it's going to go. So, um, I think we were at the perfect level of, of friendship,
0: um, to make it really work. I'm going to ask you to pick out two moments now. Um, I'm going to ask you for your like toughest moment so far in the ecology journey, as well as your like proudest moment. Um, I'll start with the proudest moment because that was that was la- two
1: weeks ago. Um, we had a, a quarterly meetup, so we're we're fully remote and and distributed, and um, and so we don't get to see each other, you know, in terms of the employees very often. Um, but we had a a quarterly meet up and the summer one is always kind of the big one i mean it has been you know we're only, we're only a few years old so it's, it's hard to know what the trends are but the summer one tends to be the big one and um and there was close to 60 people i think could make it on the day and um it was just amazing it was like really humbling and you know people coming up to me and and uh no some some of these employees are new and i haven't even met them before you know so it was it was one of those kind of step back and and really appreciate what we've built and yeah that was that was really uh, a proud moment for sure um and everyone everyone's so lovely you know we've we've done an amazing job hiring and everyone's so behind the mission so yeah it was that was a really proud moment um the most challenging moment there was a few weeks around the first vc fundraise um that were just really hard lots of due diligence lots of um just like paperwork i guess you know and 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 stuff that i'm not i don't i don't think that i'm good at but you know i got i got really good feedback you know as the technical founder had to document all of our processes and all of our third-party providers all of our open source packages um so you know it was it was a it was a it was a big Couple of weeks, but you know, it, it, on the flip side, you know, there was another proud moment, you know, when when we closed the round and knew that we could take ecology to the next level. So, uh, all the challenges kind of come with their with their moments afterwards. I think
0: they definitely do, and, and that's something I always like to shine a bit of light on: is um, how hard you know, no matter how great your journey is and how well the business is doing, there's there's inevitably going to be really tough times that you go through, especially as a as a founder or a co-founder of the business. Um, how do you personally like cope with those times? Like, are there just certain people you have around you that you always go to, or are there other mechanisms you have in place that help you through those tough times?
1: Yeah, uh, there's like a a really strong community at Ecology. You know, the the team, the leadership team, are so supportive. You know, we we really, and because we've built this culture of transparency and openness, you know, everyone feels comfortable coming to the rest of the team and saying, "Look, I'm having a hard time. Like, I need support." Can anyone help? Blah blah blah, and um, you know, it, there's always someone to help. And we also have um, invested in the mental health, mental health first aid training. So we have um, close to ten now, I think, uh, team members that are, are trained in in mental health first aid. And um, anyone that's not heard of that should check it out because it's a really valuable, you know, kind of um yeah, a, a gift, I guess, to the to the company because you know these people are are trained now in in helping with mental health problems and. Um, it's definitely a cultural thing, I think. And um, obviously I have a support network outside of work. It really, I don't think I could do it at least as well without all of the support and, and, and the
0: cheering on that goes on internally. Yeah, makes, makes sense. And um, to talk about the the kind of final segment of the podcast, which is like building and growing a, a tech for good business. Um, I think you mentioned earlier that the team at Ecology now is around 80 people. Um, What, what have, what have you and the other founders really doubled down on or like invested in to make sure that as the business grows, you've, you've kind of like stayed true to your, to your roots, to your values. I think having the, a really clear mission, like, and actually writing it
1: down has, has been really important. It's, it's been the same mission since day one, really, which is like to have global greenhouse emissions by 2040. And every day, you know, I think I I think about that every day. And I think Elliot and Lucy probably think about that every day. And. I mentioned culture a few times and i think that it's that's a huge part of of scaling a team and scaling a business that you know obviously everyone knows that you need good people around you but i think actually making sure that the people that you hire they're not just there for the nine to five they they're there because they believe in the mission they're there because they care about the mission they care about the other employees they care about doing the best work of their life and we've hired people that are, are better than us at certain areas you know like I mentioned Sam Jackson earlier, and and the cl- and the climate impact team. You know those guys are experts. You know we have we have carbon specialists, we have reforestation specialists on board now, and you know we're partnering with the best companies and best uh, non profits in the world to do those things. And so there's this like sphere of trust that we've managed to build, and just it allows us as founders to really focus on that mission that I mentioned and making sure that every step of the journey is is as good as it can be. And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything specific other than just really believing that we can do it and really believing that it's a mission that's worth doing. Like it's, I, I can't imagine building a non mission driven business now because every day there's something to, to do that isn't money, you know, like there's something to, something to work towards that isn't money. And the money just kind of happens, you know, the, the investment, the profit, like that stuff happens when you're doing good stuff and you're, and you're creating value. And so it's this really lovely, uh, kind of sphere, uh, you know, this kind of s- circle that happens when you create value, you give you solve people's problems, you know. You enable people to do good things, and everything else just kind of comes along with it. It's it's really amazing. Yeah,
0: no, I, and the the mission piece of me is like, super important. As a recruiter, it's the thing that we lead with here. Is when we approach potential people about a company, is actually the first thing we mention is the mission because I think that's something that uh, allows people to quite quickly like, resonate, uh, especially if it's like you know in the tech for good space, and it's like a really big mission that someone has. Um, it kind of pulls people and can kind of galvanize people around it. Um, one of the things you talked about earlier was, um, obviously congratulations being the top 5% of B Corps. Um, my questions are going to be like, what was that always a decision to go down the B Corp route? Um, and secondly, like, have you found that actually going through the B Corp certification has helped you improve the business even more? Because I know it's quite extensive in terms of what you need to do to actually become a B Corp.
1: Definitely B Corp was always on our radar and we knew that some of our favorite businesses out in the world were, were B Corps. And we started that process quite early on. kind of, I think there are some thresholds that you have to pass before you can even qualify for, for B Corp. So once we were past those, you know, it was, it was something that we put a lot of time and energy into. And as a small business, I think, I think we started B Corp when we were about 12 employees, you know, so it's, it's probably one person's job for a whole year to To get that certification, and so it was a huge investment on our part, but we really believed in it, and we really knew that that would give trust to to anyone that came to the site, anyone that understood what B Corp was and how hard it was to achieve. They'd all appreciate that you know we were we really did we really were who we say we were, and we, we're not trying to scam anyone, we're not trying to greenwash anyone. And as the as the company's grown, and as the um, the brand has kind of grown, and the, the brand awareness, like. We've had less and less questions around, around our actual, um, authority, I guess. You know, we're, we're really trusted now. And so I think, and I think B Corp and similar certifications help with that. Also, you asked me earlier about, um, ways that we've, we've managed to keep true to the mission. And, and, and one of the things that we've done, uh, as part of the B Corp and just before we raised money was that we put into our, Um, our actual legal documents as founders and anyone that comes in on to anyone that becomes a shareholder they agree to the social enterprise set of of principles Um, so it's actually like it it can't be undone now like ecology will forever be a social enterprise and put people and mission before profit and that's something I'm really proud of and, and I think anyone that comes on board and anyone that buys into the ecology mission, uh, should know. And, and yeah, I don't, I don't know if we talk about that enough, but that,
0: I think that's a really important, uh, decision that other businesses can make too. Yeah. I love that. Um, and, and you, you talked throughout actually about like, and your proudest moments around like the, the people you've brought into the business, the culture that you've built, like the, the alignment with your mission, um. When it comes to to hiring, to chat about that for a moment now, obviously, I believe you're going to be mainly focused on client product and tech hiring, which is still the most competitive market to be hiring in right now. How do you feel ecology differentiates itself from other companies when you are going to market? A lot of technical people have spent time
1: in fintech, in crypto, in uh, mobile apps. And being so mission-driven and having such a clear understanding of how your work is going to impact the climate. And, and, you know, as I said earlier, one of our biggest ever problems that, you know, as a, as a generation, I think that's really attractive. And, you know, we, we still try and pay competitively, you know, we, we routinely benchmark against top tech companies and, um, you know, we try and pay fairly. We have equity, you know, share equity schemes, really, Competitive, ethical pension. You know, we, we really we try and tick all the boxes, but ultimately, I think people wake up knowing that their work is going to contribute to something cool and and really impactful, and and that's the biggest driver for, for people to apply to Ecology. And um, we're really investing heavily in in tech, and you know, Ecology Zero is a brand new tech platform built on on the latest and greatest technologies, and um, I think that's also really attractive. You know, people want to work with a cool stack they want to work with the latest tech and they want to progress their business. And especially, you know, 80 employees sounds like a a lot. And for anyone that's running a small business, 80 employees will sound crazy. And and it is, (laughs) but you know, in, in terms of tech companies, it's not, it's not many. And so if you join, if you join a company at this early stage, um, you know, we, we work in pods and, you know, there's, there's less than eight people in a pod. So you're going to have a really big impact on, uh, the direction of that particular product or that particular part of the product, and you're going to get to have direction and, and grow your career, you know, accordingly. So I, I think it's a super attractive proposition right now. And I think if anyone is looking to, to join a mission driven company, then they should let me know. Um, because, uh, yeah, we're definitely hiring. So
0: slight pitch there, but thanks. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> go for it. Um, and a hundred percent, like I, I feel like whether you're, uh, yeah. I think there was a perception five years ago, three years ago that if you were tech for good or full purpose that you could um get away with not doing some of those things. But I think, you know, paying people fairly, good benefits, uh, flexible working like environment, um, you know, good tech stack, those are all things that need to be there as like a given. But what really differentiates companies like ecology will be the mission and, and the best I think hiring companies manage to tie kind of like how you in, as an individual can still have an impact on that bigger goal and that bigger mission through the work that you're doing. So um, sounds really good. Um, question for you is like, what, what do you find most challenging about hiring? Like what what keeps you up at night when it comes to when you are recruiting and, and, and yeah, which stage of the process or part of it is toughest for you?
1: We invested really early on doing cultural assessments and cultural screening early on in in the process so that's kind of handled by someone that isn't me now which is which is great so by the time that candidates get to me i already know that they're fully in the mission they're fully uh you know aligned on our principles and then as a as a cto like it's my job to hire you know technical people and so the it's always understanding from a you know, we, 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 we give people a, a take home test. So they, you know, they do a technical test and they, and they present it back to me. So there's no live testing or anything. So it's, it's understanding how that person thinks, understanding how they approach problems. Um, and, and judging that just from a, you know, very small project, you know, they spend four hours max on, on their project. Um, and that's, that's not much time to write code. You know, anyone that's a, a coder or has, has written any code before, they'll know that four hours will fly by. They have to demonstrate. A lot of skills in that time, and definitely the hardest bit for me is understanding how that person will work day to day, how how what they've built in those four hours extrapolates to a week and to a year, and then and then understanding how they will grow. You know, what's their drive? Like, do they just want a nine to five, or are they here because they really believe in the mission? They're going to grow. They're going to put their time into developing their own skills. You know, those things are really hard to test for, and. you know i mentioned it a few times but you know I, th- I think we've been super lucky and we've we've invested in the right places when hiring for the technical team and and you know every day I'm, I'm amazed at the stuff that these guys can build and and um you know the energy that they put in so it's obviously paying off like it is it is tough uh but i think anyone that's hiring like don't just don't skimp on it you know invest the time invest the money it will pay
0: dividends for sure. 100%. And uh, like you, right, you rightfully said a minute ago, like you are hiring at the moment. So if, if someone is interested in working in Ecology, where's best for them to, to go and apply or who to reach out to?
1: You know, if you're a technical technical person looking for a, a product role, um, you can find me on LinkedIn or uh, just head to the Ecology.com site, scroll to the bottom, there's a careers page, um, see what's available. Um, if there's nothing there, still send an email in you know we're opening up new roles all the time and you know podcasts tend to be fairly evergreen so i'm not sure when you're going to be listening to this so just check out the the careers
0: page and um yeah hopefully we can connect perfect cool well alex it's been a real pleasure like thank you for chatting with us today yeah it's been great thanks for the chat Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe, share this episode and leave us a review. We're just getting started out, so it would mean a lot to us. This episode was brought to you by Craig Turner, produced by Jabril al Sahimi, and sponsored by Jobs for Good. Until next time.